0: Welcome into the podcast that brings listeners directly to the intersection of sports and entertainment through the lens and incomparable style of Dick Butkus. Direct from the 312, join hosts Matt Amendola and Matt Butkus as they dive into the worlds of football, pop culture, philanthropy, and more. This is Butkus Beyond the Line. Roses are red and violets
1: are blue. If you've got any sense, you'll keep Butkus away from you. Welcome back to Budgets Beyond the Line. Today, we are joined by Ryan Shivarini, an Emmy Award-winning television personality, actor, musician, and co-host of Windy City Weekend on ABC7. But first, the huddle. 9.89, on two, on two, on two, ready? Quick. On two, on two, on two, ready? Great.
0: Matt, the draft's coming up. What do you think? I uh, know there's a lot of excitement in Chicago. I mean, you yeah. got to be excited with... Uh, with the draft picks and the kind of the money that we have and
1: ten picks this year. Ten yeah. picks.
0: They're thinking about, I guess, all the kind of the mock ones. They're talking about the the offensive lineman from Northwestern. Yep. Which is interesting, which is you gotta protect if you're gonna choose uh Justin Fields, which I had the pleasure of meeting for the first time. Good kid. Met him in met him in New Jersey. He was really nice. He came up to my dad and I and introduced himself and we were able to sit and talk to him for a bit. Gave me his number, right? Nice. Didn't have like the agent blocking like some of the other guys did.
1: Yeah, I really liked him. We so. got I got a chance to say hello to him when we went to the uh Bears headquarters when we went and yep. met the coach Eberflus and uh Ryan Poles. I got a chance just to say hi. He seems like a great kid. I love watching him play, but we got to protect him. You know that. I mean, that pick if it's not an offensive lineman left tackle in particular, I mean, I don't know. It's just they're also talking but, about
0: maybe they could trade down again. Uh-huh. You know, you could trade down again a couple slots and pick up even more draft picks. Yeah. I mean, we yeah. need a lot of help. I mean we're not we do. It is a time everybody's zero and zero. You know, the draft's an exciting time and we'll see what happens.
1: I mean, we got a lot of young talent. It's gonna be like a lot like last year. Our young guys are gonna to have to play which is, you know, it's not in a, in a perfect world. You don't draw it up like that, but what have you been hearing in Dallas with the Cowboys?
0: What are they going to draft?
1: You know, since they got rid of Zeke, I don't know. I mean, there's a a lot of word on the street is, uh, you think they take the running, running back from, from Texas Robinson.
0: Yeah. I was going to say that guy would be,
1: I actually saw him at the golf. I was at a golf tournament, the Dell match play in Austin. And I, uh, I didn't get to meet him, but I got to see him and he's just built like a tank. He almost looks like a Adrian Peterson style. I mean, he's got the big shoulders, the big arms, and he's just, I mean, he's jacked. And the guy is just for his, he's like famous for his like workouts. His workouts are insane. So the guy's a workhorse, you know, going to University of Texas, he's got a lot of eyes on him anyway. Right. So, uh, yeah, I think, I don't know. I mean, as far as the Cowboys, they've got issues as far as with that, how far that can take them. I don't know. They're going to go with Dak, and I think I think they're going to probably get Robinson, but I don't know. We'll see. Another thing
0: that's going on now is I like to watch are the hockey playoffs. Oh yeah, man, they're pretty. Stars you know, in Minnesota,
1: it's a great series.
0: Yeah, when it's uh, when the playoff starts, a whole different thing. You know, Boston is everybody's thinking Boston's going to do it, but you know the Panthers gave them two to one last now. Game, but last night, yeah, two to yeah, one now. Edmonton and the Kings, they're all good. Seems like they're good series is New York and New Jersey. They're probably Very cross-town rivals, guys. man, brawling. Brawling. So, and, and, and the NBA, NBA. and the yep. NBA too, and, with the Lakers healthy, who knows? You know, I don't think you want to play them. Sacramento's, you know, had a great year, and they're looking good. Boston, awesome you know, Philly.
1: Trying to get the Mavs back. We're trying to figure out the Kyrie Irving situation, if he's going to yeah. stay or not. I want him to stay. I think he's a great player. He can totally change the dynamic of any game. But it is going to come at a serious cost for for uh yep. it it, like 215 million for 4 years. Old. So yep. that's just, that's a big commitment right there, but
0: <laughs> yeah. I want him
1: to make I I selfishly do want him to make it though. I want him to keep Kyrie for sure. And then you have he's some injuries in the with the Bucks.
0: Denver's looking good. So, we'll see.
1: And then on the back end,
0: you have baseball starting up and Yep. Chicago. How's the Cubs? How the, C- the Cubs are looking better than expected. I think they are. They are. The White Sox aren't looking as good as the pub they're before, right. and the Cubs sure. are looking good. Where they it's the opposite. Right. I mean, I was watched. caught a couple of games where they beat the Dodgers, and that's no easy feat. They took.
1: Yeah, I think they have the highest payroll in baseball. I mean, to compete with that, you got to be. <laughs> I mean, at least your pitching staff has to be put together. I think. That's one thing that is the most surprising of the Cubs so far. But we got to get a game, though. (laughs) I got to get out there. Yeah.
0: Well, you got to wait for the the weather to change in just a little bit. Still a little chilly out here for you. (laughs) Right?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll wait till (laughs) the summertime.
0: I think, I don't know if we did it last week, but Uh, congratulations to your brother.
1: Thank you. Right? Thank you. Really excited. Walk us uh, through that. Yeah, so basically he got a call so McDaniel's is one of his favorite coaches he's ever had. And so he actually after McDaniel's, well I think it was after he left the Broncos, he went to he was an offensive coordinator at in St. Louis, when my brother was in St. Louis still. The Rams when he played with Bradford. And then he was there one year and then uh McDaniel's left to go back to the Patriots. And then that's kind of one of the key reasons my brother went to the Patriots. Uh, was because of McDaniel's uh, his word with with Coach Belichick, and so they have a really tight bond. So I got a call from him saying that we had to have a family meeting, as because things may be changing as far as schedule wise. And he said, sure enough, that uh, he wanted to get into coaching because that was kind of something we had t- he had talked about. And so uh, with McDaniel's being the coach of the Raiders, you know I think it's a great a great time for him to really take advantage of the opportunity. So yeah, he's mm-hmm. going to be the associate coach for the wide receivers and special teams returners so he's nice. been there for three weeks and he's been locked in in his office watching video after video film 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 and uh yeah so he's he's kind of in the lab right now working so but he's excited to do it it's a great opportunity for him and yeah it's Vegas new stadium yep new stadium Jimmy G Yep, he'll be reconnected with Jimmy G. And he gets yep. the coach uh,
0: one of the best.
1: Absolutely. I mean, I think Jimmy G has all the tools to take a team just as far as yep. Brady could. I mean, he really is, you know, when he's in the zone and you and you can protect him, you know, Jimmy G's got a lot of skills.
0: He brought, what, San Francisco to the Super Bowl?
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Right? They yeah. lost to Kansas City just and stay in, just Miami. Stay just staying healthy. Yep. And, and then you, you have, have Devontae. Yep, best right? receiver in the league, I think. And they, where
0: right did Waller, Waller went somewhere else?
1: Yeah, they Yeah, they let go of Waller. I wasn't really sure about the whole dynamic with that. I, I don't know if it was the philosophy, just a different type of personality. I don't know. But, yeah, I liked Waller as a player. I haven't really heard anything of that situation. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I now I'm a Raiders fan, so I can't wait. It's going to be great.
0: Black and silver
1: black and silver and they do play at the bears this year they do and i can't wait for that game (laughs) (laughs) we'll have a tailgate for sure i talked to uh patrick about it earlier he was
0: very go all righty man well let's go talk to ryan see what he's been up to that sounds good all righty buddy
1: AmericanEagle.com has over two decades of experience designing websites that produce results. Their clients come to rely on them for a full line of website services from consulting and strategy to digital marketing, hosting, and support. AmericanEagle.com is the technology partner you need if you're looking for online success. They're also the official website and digital marketing provider for the Budkus Award and the Budkus Foundation websites, and we proudly recommend the team to AmericanEagle.com. Give AmericanEagle.com a call today one web now one Welcome back. We are joined today by an Emmy Award-winning television personality, actor, musician, and co-host of the Windy City Weekend on ABC7. He attended the University of Colorado at Boulder and played strong safety for the Buffaloes. Ryan Chavarini, welcome to the show.
0: So what's going on, man?
2: <laughs> <laughs> right? What's up, man? Thanks was- for having me.
0: Long time no see. Exactly. Seeing that we we just met, what, less than a week ago.
2: At a 16 Candles show. And if you (laughs) haven't seen 16 Candles, what a great band they are, right? The best 80s cover band, I think, in the country, but they're from Chicago, so they're so, so much fun. Yep.
0: And uh, Joe's on weed. We have to plug them because our, our boy Tommy over there.
2: Tommy D. That's right. That's how that's how we met. And he goes, hey, you know, this guy, this is uh, this is Dick Butkus, son. I look over at you and I'm like, I thought that was Dick. I mean, you, you, it's so uncanny how yep. much you guys look alike. Yeah. I mean, you're just as the handsome look. as your dad. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> So what have you been up to, man? I know you're a busy guy.
2: Yeah, back doing sports. So I did Windy City Live every day for 10 years, and uh, now I'm back to my roots, back to doing sports, covering the Chicago teams. And uh, hopefully we're going to get a winner somewhere in Chicago sports because right now it's been kind of desolate. <laughs> right.
1: Maybe well, the, the sky. Draft, the, draft may help, the draft may help out pretty soon. So the, the face of the Chicago Bears may be a little bit different next year. I'm, I'm excited about it. Are you a big Justin Fields guy or what do you think?
2: I am. And you know, I think that the biggest thing they have to do is make a commitment to him with that ninth pick. If you're gonna stay at nine, which there's still rumors that they could trade down again, go back. But if they're gonna stay at nine, I like Peter Skaronsky at nine. I mean, you you need yeah. a good solid left tackle, right? You need to make the commitment to your quarterback. Local kid. Local guy. And that's not even why. Wa- I mean, that's, well, that's a great still, story. Right? It's a great story from uh, Park Ridge. But uh, the fact is, I think that he is so solid at that position. Right. And, and mean. I, and I, yeah. And I and they, they're making a big deal about his arms being short. Are you serious? <laughs> Cares. The, 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 the intangibles they measure is just ridiculous. I right. like the,
0: the his quarterbacks beard? are too short.
2: The, any other hands. Yeah, I treat
0: Drew Brees.
2: Yeah. White's boy. <laughs> that's Down right in new orleans that's right i mean russell wilson until he wasn't russell wilson was pretty good and he was not the tallest guy in the world <laughs> right but when they start measuring hands and start measuring you know it's every intangible things. they can and then they they determine you if you're a good football player or not it's a bit ridiculous yeah you know you always
0: get to sometimes you get the all combine team <laughs> right and they can't even play and they, they can run play. and lift and do all that stuff but they he can't do anything on the field.
2: You're absolutely right. And my, you know, my brother went through this because my brother played for the Browns. He played in the NFL for a while, and uh, and he's just like it's so ridiculous how these these people want to you know st- decide if you're a good football player based on on your long jump, <laughs> yeah, right? Or a high right yeah. Well, my dad always says you know
0: they they don't have the zipper on your chest to check your heart because Zach Thomas wasn't a tall linebacker and he's up for the Hall of Fame and sam mills and right so it's now did you play with troy palomalu no you didn't he was after i played with uh with mark carrier yep with uh johnny morton and curtis conway yep uh willie mcginnis mm. Baselli was my roommate
2: uh he was your roommate yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh you got some stories yeah he, we had him on yeah we, i saw that yeah. <laughs> i saw
0: although that. remember matt we tried to get him to Say some stories, but
1: he yeah, can, he, he's yeah, we tried. Yeah, Deja, he couldn't he remember that. No, yeah, I was, <laughs> I didn't want to hear all the ending of some of those stories, they were pretty intense. Yeah, <laughs> I'll so, tell you, my, my, what, about my, your, what about your football? You went, you played
0: at Colorado, yeah, huh?
2: yeah. I played at Colorado. My brother did more of the playing <laughs> than I did. I walked on and then actually yeah, yeah. earned a scholarship, which was actually still to this day one of the greatest accomplishments. In my life. I nice. mean, the day that the coach, and it was Gary Barnett. That, I remember Gary Barnett. Yeah, Gary obviously, you know, won two Big Ten titles with mm-hmm. the Northwestern and went to the Rose Bowl. He was my coach. And, um, you know, when he brings you in and he actually gives you that scholarship. And it was way before, like today, it's like a big show, right? Like they do the big presentation. The you gotta oh, yeah. they And it's all social media. This is way before any of that. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. yeah, but you know, I was like, they do the scholarship in front of all the players and everybody goes nuts. But back then it wasn't like that back then it was, he called you into the office, yep. told you, Hey, you're doing a great job for us. And I was playing in every game as a walk-on, not a ton of playing time, but to be playing in every game as a walk-on and for him to finally give me the scholarship was sure. amazing. Then he announces it at the team uh, meeting and that's when you get the sure. you know the big applause, but it wasn't uh it's like right now with the, um. Oh, the gender reveal parties and how extravagant they are. That's sort of where the scholarship parties are becoming. <laughs> Everything's for social media. Yep. Yep. That's totally. it. Totally.
0: So you were, you're from uh, California, i would read. From That's Southern nice.
2: Cal, yep. although I've been in Chicago so long, I'm a Chicagoan yep. now. And go. if you endure nearly 20 winters here, I think you earn your stripes. <laughs> earn your stripes for sure. <laughs> yeah.
0: Tell us your path to Chicago.
2: Uh, I uh, I went to college in Boulder, as I mentioned, then uh, played or actually wasn't good enough to play at the next level. So I ended up saying, hey, you know what? I'm going to do the next best thing. I'm going to cover athletes. Sure. I thought it was a good idea at the time. And I, looking back now, I'm not so sure. But uh, I, I started in Great Falls, Montana, small little town, shooting, editing, writing. I mean, you do it all. It's one-man band style, and you don't know whether to laugh or cry when you look at your paycheck. It's pretty depressing. (laughs) Thankfully, I was only there about a year and a half. Worked in Denver, the same station that I interned at. They hired me back to cover the Broncos and and the Avalanche, and you know that was right after Elway won the back-to-back. Nice. And he had an arena team, so I used to host a show with him. And then I came here, and my first year here, the Bears went to the Super Bowl. First year, remember that? Oh yeah. When I tell people that they go 85? I'm like, no, no, no. 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 They did go in 06. Right. It just right. after the first play with Devin Hester, it things Why, turned. Yeah.
0: Why'd you kick off the, <laughs> ran the touchdown? And actually I ran into Peyton Manning and and he was He actually said with a straight face, like we would have beat him by fifty if it wasn't raining. Oh
2: jeez. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, it is pretty amazing. I mean, Rex Grossman took them to a Super Bowl. Right. And and Hester returns the opening kickoff and everybody's thinking, oh my God, they're gonna win. <laughs> and then Peyton Manning took the field and you're right. like, oh, this guy. That's right. what happened. Forgot. Sexy Rexy. Yeah. But now you know what? This though is the most exciting time we've had since that 06 season right because mm-hmm. even though you know the record was bad last year I mean there's so much upside to this team that they're exciting I mean if they got to get the draft right which yep. of course mm-hmm. is coming up and uh, a lot of pressure on Ryan Poles but I like what he's doing in the offseason I think he's been making yep. some pretty good acquisitions and they got the money and they got the draft picks so now it's like hey you got the keys to the castle don't screw it up right he's brand saying, new guys
0: yeah. brand new coach we had uh, Jack Sanborn on
2: yeah, last well, week. And I, he was and a great lo- kid. I, you know what? I he's love Jack Sanborn. A,
1: yeah, he's fantastic. I yeah. Love Jack's great.
2: He's got the biggest neck on the planet, too, doesn't he? <laughs> like That guy is a football player. Yep. And he's a yeah. perfect example of a guy that he was a really good college player. Yep. But I think there was a lot of um, people out there that thought, oh, he's not going to be a, a solid NFL player, or a good NFL player. And he really stepped in once they got rid of Bro Quan, so. And uh, he he's just a good football player yep. with a with the, with the big heart.
0: Undrafted, and we went through that, and and it's another guy you can't measure. You budgets. can play; they find you. You know what I mean? That's and right. I have another friend that played at Illinois. That Nick Elgretti went to Kansas City, undrafted mm-hmm. out of Illinois, and look what he's done the last three years. Right, two it, Super Bowl wins and a loss. Yeah, and no one drafted him.
2: Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, you think about there was a guy named Tom Brady that was drafted 199. <laughs> I heard. I don't know what ever happened to him. I think he's selling (laughs) trinkets at like a swap meet these days. And Romo
0: wasn't, right? (laughs) Romo wasn't drafted.
2: Yeah. A lot of guys. I mean, some of the best and some of the best athletes I played with that were supposed to be the stars. And I'm sure same thing for you at USC. They didn't pan out. Did you play with Leinert? No. No? No. He was with Bush. Yeah. He was... Those, yeah, teams, those with, teams were unbelievable. Yeah, I was with Marenovich and, oh. and that crew. Oh, that's a, that, that's a great documentary. Marenovich documentary is actually fascinating. Yeah. I he's mean, still a good,
0: really good friend of mine. He's an artist in Newport Beach.
2: I, you know, and I'm glad that he got things, his life back together. Yeah. You know, he's always had a little,
0: you know, a little problem with that. You know that doesn't mean you you cut him off as a friend. Absolutely, you, know? you help so, them. You yep. help them.
2: But but you know we we talk about guys like him or you know other other guys that were supposed to be, you know the guy the star mm-hmm. and they don't always yep. pan out. And then it's the undrafted guy. Or I always say like teams are kind of built through the second and fifth rounds. Like if if the Bears can do well two three because right. obviously you know the number one pick hopefully is going to be a solid draft pick but right your team needs needs a lot more than that right and the bears have so many needs that they got to get it right in the second through the fifth rounds here and like when they didn't
0: have was it last year when they didn't have the first pick and stuff just like you're saying the people that they do pick have to play
2: they got it yeah you're you're never gonna bet a thousand yeah
0: and then we had brisker and some of the guys really stepped up that From that draft, so.
2: Yeah, and you're never going to bat a 1,000. There's always going to be guys that you think are going to be great, and they just don't pan out to be great, but. Or or they become great after they leave. (laughs) That's the worst. (laughs) That's the worst. (laughs) We've had a few of those. Oh, yeah, we have. I mean, I think every team does, Same with,
0: like, the Blackhawks, too. You watch hockey, and, you know, the hockey playoffs are now, and I'd love to watch Mm -hmm. hockey, and we've had some really Nice history in the past.
2: Yeah, you but know, it seems like all of
0: our Blackhawk guys are all on other teams.
2: Yeah. And, you know, it really is now truly the end of an era sure. with with John. And I hope Jonathan Taves actually retires. I mean, he's had the health issues. He's already won three Stanley Cups, but he's had to sit out significant amount of time. So even though he's only 34, like I think Kaner still got five years left. I think Kaner could play till he's 40. Yeah. But I don't think that Taves is in that league or level because of his health issues. But boy, at the time, they were winning those cups, and I and I, I got to be there. My photographer Dwight's in the room. We were there in Philly when they won the Stanley Cup. And for years, my whole life, I've been watching Gretzky and these guys skate the cup around, sure. and the reporters on the on the ice. Now I'm one of the reporters on the ice while they're skating the cup around. That's and, awesome. Yeah, one of the coolest things, and, and hockey players, I don't know how much dealings you've had with them. They're the, the nicest athletes. Oh, yeah. You're Tough both, guys, too. Toughest. Really? T- yeah. The Baseball <laughs> player, sprained finger. He's out for eight weeks. Hockey yeah. player, Duncan Keith, breaks all of his teeth in half, and he goes back in the game. Like, well, totally different.
1: We had Jeremy Roenick on the other day, just briefly, and he, I think... At the end of his career, he ended up with over 600 stitches in his face alone, Yeah, which is quite a stat. And he still looks
2: pretty good (laughs) with all that, considering. I've talked to him about that before. But after the game, one of the coolest things that's ever happened in my career is – the the you know you see the team celebrate, you see them with the cup. They take the cup into the shower. We don't go in there, but they have a good time with the Stanley Cup, which is the greatest trophy in sports. And then after it all settled down and, and the team, everybody's drinking their beers and the and the staff's drinking and having a good time. Kane was taking pictures with anybody who wanted to take a picture with him in the cup. So one of the media guys, like, Ryan, get over there. Get, get. And then Kaner's like, come on. What pro athlete would say, come take a picture with me and the championship trophy? Like other athletes just wouldn't do that, you know, but Kane, I mean, that's the kind of guys, they're blue collar guys, you know, and, um, that was a special, that was kind of a special time too, because I remember when I first got to Chicago, my joke was if you were still at the game in the third period, they'd let you play, Right? there was nobody at United Center. And and to see what Taves and Kane and that organization did for all that time, I mean, hey, be happy that it happened. I know it's sad to see Kaner playing for the Rangers now, but boy, what a run!
0: Yeah, I wonder if he's like you said. We'd like to see Taves retire, but I don't know if Kaner's talking to him to go to New
2: York. Maybe you know that might be his only. That one might be a a good way to. This doesn't continue. No, a little bit of cash. Yeah, a little yeah. bit of cash. Good friend, Jellios, played until he, 20, played until he couldn't
0: play anymore.
2: It's pre- actually pretty remarkable to see what he did. And he's still in incredible shape. Yep. He I think he played in the NHL till he's forty four or forty five. I mean, that's pretty that's nuts. Incredible. Yeah. yeah. But also there are certain positions I think you can get away with that a little bit more, like Defensemen and hockey, sure. you can. I mean, look at quarterbacks are playing. You know, for as long as they are, but there's certain positions. I, I I think offensively where Taves is, I just don't think he can do that. Yeah, you know,
0: that's true, and his health hasn't been great too.
2: Yeah, it's been tough. It's been tough. But what what a run! So we've we've had we've gotten to see you know a few Stanley Cups with the Hawks. I got to see a World Series with the Cubs. I got here right after um, the Sox Sox won it, and I've been covering them this year. That's tough.
1: <laughs>
2: That's a tough one. That is Aren't a tough they, one. They're not That's doing as well game.
0: as people thought, right? Yeah, and I mean, the Cubs are doing better than people thought. Yeah,
2: like, yeah, better. absolutely. I mean, both neither team was projected to do very well this year, but the Cubs are certainly exceeding expectations right yeah. now. But the the Sox has been tough, and it's like the other day I'm at the ballpark, and Lance Lynn had a rough outing. Right, he gave up. He took him 16 minutes to get out of the first <laughs> half inning. He gave up three runs and then he gave up another, you know, five runs and we're, we're, we have to interview him after the game. And all the reporters are standing around and Lance can be quite moody. He comes up and I'm like, okay, I'm just going to get this thing started. And I ask his respectful question, but he was so just short with me quick and just like, if looks could kill, right. I would have been dead. And uh, he walks away and I I tell all the other reporters, You know, I used to interview Halle Berry. (laughs) (laughs) It's a lot easier, like interviewing celebrities. Yeah. And that's the biggest thing is interviewing celebrities. It's like they come into your studio, they're trying to promote their movie. Like I mean, everybody from Channing Tatum to Vince Vaughn was right. in that studio. Will Farrell. Cool. and they're all you know, they're all excited. They're, yes, they're like,
0: ask me anything, and I want to talk about my stuff. And yes, this I mean, one, it's
2: like, Oh, it's just a different, it's a different mindset. So, it's it's was you just, that the
0: San Francisco game when there was like sixteen to two? Yeah, remember they gave up like thirty five runs in three games? Yeah,
2: no, it wasn't that game. <laughs> it was it was the Phillies actually. Oh. Yeah. But uh, it was a rough outing, so uh, yeah. And that that's the hardest thing I think about sports, and the fact that I don't know, when you played, and, and you know that sure. when you played, you know what it's like to have a you know a bad game or just you guys get blown out, and you don't feel like you know dealing with it all. Right. But you also mm-hmm. got to remain professional. It's like we're all professionals in the room, right. So let's let's just get it over with and be done with it, or don't do the interview. Like I don't right. know what do the teams make them do the interview? Yeah, I don't I think know contract. There's,
1: there's a lot of them yeah, I think.
0: Yeah.
2: Right,
1: Matt? My brother, yeah. League-wise,
0: you have to, I think you you have have
1: to. An actual amount, like per season, you have to do like so many post-game interviews and stuff like that.
2: Or you get fined, I think. Yeah, I remember one year, uh, Erlacher, there was a bad article that was written about him, and he didn't talk to the media the rest of the season. No interviews the rest of the season, because one article came out that he didn't like, and... We all, the rest of us got punished for it. (laughs) He took the fines. Yeah. I don't think he was worried about the money. No, no, no. But he's, he's an
1: animal too. We got to meet Brian in in Vegas with actually with Todd Marinovich. Uh, Coe, and I did a show over at uh, a pilot show at Caesar's Palace. It was really cool. Yeah. Brian was a great by the way, Brian was way funnier than I thought he would be even. In real life, he's he's hilarious. No, he does. He's yeah. got a great
2: sense of humor. He
1: does. He does have a good sense of humor.
2: We had him in studio on Winnie City Live right when he got his hair done. And he was oh, so proud of it.
1: I love the billboard. Oh
2: man, they're everywhere. I don't think he ever imagined there would be this much advertising <laughs> off of that right oh hair hey, airport west hey,
1: man west walker have the uh, have they got the new do
2: yeah well he came in he was so geeked about it he was loving it he was yeah. like he was so proud of it and we we're like man i don't know he 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 looks so tough like some guys can pull off the shaved right. head and some For guys sure. can't he could pull off the shaved head like yep. he looked great oh, and yep. time. He's you sure. know? like yeah. jordan
0: can too
2: yeah, and Jordan should should have shaved it a lot sooner <laughs> than he did, right? I think that's the biggest mistake that NFL, I mean NBA players make. Like Trey, like Trey, uh, what's his name? Trey needs to shave it. <laughs> Who am I the thinking guy from the from Atlanta? Yeah, Trey Young. Yeah, Trey Young. Trey Young. He needs to shave yeah. his head already. Like just let it go. He's a great ball player, <laughs> but like let it go. You yeah, know, the LeBron like LeBron hairline just creeping back. Yeah, <laughs> and you know, like Clyde Drexler. It's like you don't want to be George Jefferson on the court. You just <laughs>
0: you remember the old spray well you're a young guy yeah. but they had the spray oh yeah the spray for the the
2: bald spot well remember Carlos boozer did the he had oh, the beard He had
0: like the powder
1: chops the powder chops yeah the powder.
2: Yeah, the powdered chops. Gee, but remember, sweat. Boozer had like the paint thing right. going, and he finally yeah. just addressed it. He's like, yeah, this guy told me I was going to look good, and I, he did it before the game, and that came out. And he's like, "No, Twitter's never forgotten about it since. It's like the Tom Brady draft picture. There's certain oh, things that are yeah. just never going away. But I love that Brady actually tweets that out. And he shows himself. You I mean, remember he's standing sure. there, and he he's just he mm-hmm. looks like a schlub. But he <laughs> tweets time. it out all the time. I love it, and it, it goes to show you when you have a lot of money, you can get really good looking. Right,
0: <laughs> jawline can be. Or the the forty, right? They always show that clip. <laughs> Which one? Of the
2: forty. Oh, the forty-year. I'm my. Like- lumbering down the blazing speed but there you go like we were talking about it earlier i mean he didn't have all of these incredible intangibles hence why he was drafted 199 but Mm -hmm. it's like who would have thought right that and you know i played against tom in college neither one neither one of us played in the game but i like to say that i played against sure it was 1997 in in the big house 1997, we, uh, we had a good team that year. We were picked by Sporting News to win the national championship. We were ranked like maybe fifth when we went into the big house. They were ranked, I think, seventh. And they beat us, Charles Woodson, of course, Heisman right. Trophy winner. <laughs> he, he had a big game and we didn't play well. We lost that game and it ruined our entire season. Our entire oh, season, because right. we were like sizing up our rings already. Sure. But the um, guess who the starting quarterback is? You guys probably remember. It was not Tom Brady. It
1: was uh, uh, Chad Henne. It, it was Drew Henson.
2: No, but no, uh, both get good guesses. What's his initials? Uh, B G. Brian Greasy. Brian yes.
1: Gardner? No wait, Brian what? Greasy.
2: Brian Greasy was the. Who did you say? Out? Bo Gardner. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Greasy was the starter that year. Remember, yep. he led them oh, to yeah. a national championship. But yep. it's just its just crazy to think that he started ahead of Brady. But he was a little bit older at the time, too. But, um, you know, he was a solid quarterback, different kind of guy to interview. Yep. But, so, I mean, obviously, he spent some a, time here. We
0: had a Butkus winner, two Butkus winners from Colorado.
2: Uh, I can name uh, both of them. Well, especially being in Denver, there's your hand. <laughs> Matt Russell. Yep. And uh, was it was Alfred Williams. You got it. Yeah, yep. there you there go. You go. I know and my and I Colorado got, history. There you go.
1: <laughs> yeah, Matt and I got a chance to go to Boulder, and uh, it was great. We facilities were sweet. Now that Dion's there, oh. I can't. Wait. I mean, you've got to be excited. Yeah,
2: yeah, I watched the spring game, which ESPN broadcast. The spring sure. game of a college football team. It was sold out. Yeah, for, for a spring game, was like, 30, 30, was it was like, it like
1: thirty-four thousand yeah. or something
2: like. That? Yeah, at least at like least. last That's
0: year something. with like Lincoln Riley, it was. I see it's you guys are feeling like we did last year you know I'm just never all seen, excited for a new coach yeah you
2: know? and I, I've never seen I don't think it's ever been done in college football what Dion is doing as far as the attention that he is bringing to the program right sure. and the athletes you know Colorado's number one in the transfer portal oh, and that's right. everybody just wants to play for him it's amazing to mm-hmm. see what he's been able to do because I mean Nick Saban if he goes to another school guys will be excited right but it's he would never create right. the buzz that Dion Sanders has created. Hopefully it's gonna lead to some wins. Right.
1: <laughs> right. I think it it's, will. I think they can. They're gonna get, but like you said, with the transfer portal. And I think I mean the NIL stuff with the kids getting paid. I don't know. I mean, it's just Dion brings that professionalism and his attitude is among the best of all time. I mean, as far as being a winner, Dion, I mean, is respected. Almost like a Michael Jordan type. I mean, oh yeah,
2: to me number one, number one cover corner yeah. of all time, right? Yeah. And he was just so flashy. Like he was like, you know, oh, yeah. he he was polarizing, but he was so fun to watch. And to be able to play two sports at the level he did, I mean, that's just remarkable, right? <laughs> yep. It's remarkable. But um, I also think that the best thing he did was to take that job at Jackson State because oh, that he, was great. Wasn't it? Yeah. Because here's a hall of fame football player giving back to an HBCU uh-huh. working for about $300,000 a year, which is, is a lot in the real world, but it's not a lot in coaching. Right. Right. Sure. And he said, they asked him, I think on 60 minutes, he's like, uh, why are you, you know, what are you missing by doing this? Or why are you doing this? And he goes, yeah, I could be getting a lot more sleep, but I I want to change lives. I want to help these guys, you know, mm. become men. And it more than just football. And for him to win at Jackson State, you have Travis Hunter, the number one recruit in the country, uh, passing up Florida State to go to Jackson State, That's
1: unbelievable. who
2: now has transferred into Colorado. Of but uh, he gained so much credibility with athletes, with, with mm-hmm. African-American athletes, with families. And now everybody wants to play for him. And he's truly about it for more than just the money and all of that stuff. Obviously, right. Colorado gave him a very nice contract. But sure. I-, I just think that he's in it for the right reasons. You know,
1: yeah, I think so too. He really is in it for the right reasons. I I believe that too. Yeah. No, so his, let's hope let's hope his, Colorado wins. His recruiting wins. style is great, though. His recruiting style is just amazing. It's just as flashy as it was when he was a player.
2: Oh yeah, and I follow him on social media. I mean he he's n- he does not lacking for posts. Right. Let's put it that way. He, he has somebody running that social media, <laughs> and he's he's posting everything. I mean, D- you know, Dion takes a bathroom break. You know it. Where do where do <laughs> you
0: think? Where are the talks about where they're going to head up with this all the conference changes and stuff. You think? Oh, the realignment. Are they? That's gonna... a
2: good question. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Are they I, go I, I to think, the think Big it's twelve. I don't or... know. I, I hate to see what's happening in sure. college football. You know, I just hate it. I hate that USC and UCLA are going to be in the Big Ten. It's kind of weird. Weird, and when it comes down to travel, it's. Weird too, right? That's a lot. That's a lot on athletes for them, especially you know going through the time zones, and then you're supposed to be a student athlete. So how do you go to class after? You know, these are going to be some long trips. Yep. Yeah. Right. And other sports too. Not yeah. Just, you know. I, I don't love it. I I love. I'm old school. So I love the you know when it was the Big Eight or the Big Twelve. When sure. it Was the Pac-10. You know, Big Ten. Rival,
1: the rivalries were, I mean, it almost seemed like the rivalries are starting to evaporate. You're like, you
2: know. I know. We So in Colorado, we always played Nebraska the day after Thanksgiving. That was always a great game. I
1: played, I played Nebraska in Nebraska. And let me tell you. <laughs> it's a it tough hurt.
2: place. It hurt. It's yeah. a tough place. We always I played them won the close. the
1: national championship that year, too. And it was pretty, they went for the first drive of the game. We stopped them. And then they went for it for on fourth and twenty-five, and they scored. Oh. And you know what the play
2: was? Uh. Option. Of course. <laughs> they only had seven plays. If that, I- and, I was, and know, know, they only ran five options. of those. Right.
0: He he played safety. He probably should have figured that out, bro. <laughs> but
2: that was right?
1: my first. That's the first game I ever started was in Nebraska. Oh in
2: Nebraska. man, against the ball national ball. championship team.
1: Yeah. Yep. And Eric Crouch, the quarterback, he didn't. He came out the second half in a hoodie,
2: and I just knew it was. <laughs> oh guy. my God. Yeah, they—they. They, I a mean, big
1: gold piece, a hoodie, and a big gold piece, and I was like, "Well, at least he's not playing."
2: Yeah, that—that so. that was a machine from Tommy Frazier to Scott Frost, Eric Crouch. I mean, those guys were just incredible. But and Lincoln was a tough place to play. But we always lost by two points or three points in Lincoln, and then we would get a standing ovation from the crowd sure. in Lincoln, Nebraska. You know, thought,
1: crazy Ryan, we classy. got a standing yep. ovation too. And we lost seventy-two to ten. <laughs> really.
2: They're well, so nice. And now I don't feel so special. They were right. Nice. They were so nice. <laughs> yeah.
1: They either. Usually people would leave the stadium. No, they stayed. It was it was really classy. It was good for it was a very, very good look for the corner.
2: Yeah. I'll tell you though, the toughest place I ever played. What's the toughest place you ever played? Oh shoot. Um Was it Lincoln? It could be. It
1: could, it could have been Lincoln. I don't know. Oklahoma. Yes.
2: Pretty tough. <laughs> Oklahoma. Norman, <laughs> when Oklahoma. We went
1: there, there was an OUB burning in the front yard it was about 20 feet by 20 feet and i was like yeah this is gonna be a long day.
2: <laughs> so yeah we played oklahoma and we we both had good teams and i remember they set the alarm clocks for like 4am in all of our hotel rooms they so obviously that, yeah. inside job so oh. they so the alarm goes off 4 in the morning you're like so out of it you know just trying to turn it off in the hotel room and then 10 minutes later the band starts playing out in front of the hotel i mean how how so unsportsmanlike right. is that right then it gets worse you go to the game, and you know, Norman. They're right on top of you. I mean, they—they mm-hmm. they, oh, yeah, they can almost hands
1: are right back. Yeah, there.
2: <laughs> they can almost touch your jersey.
1: Oh, for sure, literally. Definitely.
2: So you're yes. just hearing them jaw the whole time. And I remember hearing this one lady just yelling every name in the book. And my brother and I obviously had the same last name, so it's like, "Where's your husband?" Uh, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I turn around. It's like an eighty-year-old lady with no teeth. <laughs>
0: right. And, and she's a beard.
2: Like flipping
1: me off. And a beard. <laughs> yeah. She's a bigger stash than me. Man. Right. It's amazing.
2: I'm like, hey, this woman is, I mean, she must be doing this for the, her, for 40 years. She yep. must be there every Saturday, oh. just grinding college kids <laughs> and, and flipping them off. I'm yeah, like, we actually, man. I think,
1: I know when we played there, we definitely, so we returned the opening kickoff. We thought we had a chance. Right. And then we didn't score
2: again <laughs> the whole day. ha. Ah.
0: Was that another seventy-two to
1: seven? Yeah, it was like fifty-six to <laughs> seven or something. Oh
2: man, You yeah, guys had a rough year. Yeah. No, we
1: were really, really, we were not very good. Did you yeah. win a game in college? Uh, we beat Kansas. We beat. Listen to this. We beat Kansas, and and uh, it was our first Big Twelve win in like three years, and <laughs> our our fans tore down the goalpost and took the goalpost to the president's front lawn and dropped it off. Oh, I it love it, Kansas.
2: Oh, I love hey. it. That's hilarious. Kansas like, this is embarrassing. We never lost to Oklahoma, always beat Oklahoma. But Kansas one time uh, we were supposed to smoke them. And David Winbush, I don't even know if you remember that guy's name. I don't know what he what he ever did after he ran for like 300 yards on us and we <laughs> lost in Kansas. It was so embarrassing. And this yeah. was when Kansas was not good.
0: That was right. your most embarrassing loss, would you say?
2: Yeah, in college for sure. I think every team has one of those, right. right? Every year you get upset by a team that you shouldn't lose to. And at least in today's college football, you can make up for that as long as it's not too late in the season, right? Right. But back then it was like I said, we lost to Michigan. It was a great team and it still ruined our season because we knew we couldn't win the national championship. Yeah. So yeah, I, I like the fact that that college football has changed from that because football is one of those games what we've only had one NFL team right, ever go undefeated. Right.
0: It's almost like you lose the first game and oh, that's it.
2: Yeah. You're done. That's and that's the way it used to be. Yeah. Um, we were talking about players. Toughest, toughest guy you ever played against. Who who is it for you guys?
1: Uh well, Roy Williams for Oklahoma. We used to smash people. hmm Pretty good. Um I don't know. I mean, well, we I, 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 when they hypo when he, they won the national championship at Oklahoma, I played against him. Um, yeah, he was really good. I mean, Roy Williams, the the receiver for Texas, was insane. Yep, he's a beast. Um, that whole Texas team with Chris Sims—they had a lot of that apple white. He was an animal. Major apple white. He, had, he, yeah. said, he said that the only green that he got in his uniform the whole day is when he kneeled the kneeled the ball. Oh my him.
2: god! Yeah. No, so you were talking about like, Texas, man. Ricky Williams for me. Ricky Williams oh, yeah. trying to tackle yeah, that guy.
1: Against, I saw Ricky Williams play in College Station in the rain, and it was and he had the mirrored visor. Oh yeah. It was
2: just insane. Insane. I mean, his thighs are like tree trunks, but he could run and cut like, I mean, no other obviously, you know, he had some issues in the NFL, but he was still a great football player. Yep. You know, it's just yeah. that yeah. back then, you know, marijuana was definitely demonized a lot, little different than today. Right. Mm-hmm. But, um, but man, what, what a, what a great player and what a like, intimidating player to try to tackle. His yeah.
1: arms were just like legs. Yeah, I got
2: reminded real fast that I was still a walk-on, even though I had a scholarship. <laughs> when you see, is
1: that, the, is that the is that the toughest player you ever played?
2: Yeah, toughest guy yeah. to tackle, and it would like hurt you even when you hit him. You know, yeah. like you're a safety trying to come up and make a tackle, and like that those thighs would just like almost knock you out.
0: Yeah,
2: That's great, insane. So at, at, great player. At
0: Notre Dame, we'd have to we'd have to get through Aaron Taylor. Yep, and Grunhold. Grunhold that played for Kansas City and Andy Heck to take on the bus to tackle Ricky Waters.
2: Oh, uh, Ricky Waters. Waters! So I there mean, you, you had to get through those guys first. That's amazing. So, yeah, Ricky Waters is a fun player to watch. Yeah, he was a fun player to watch in the, in the NFL with the the, NFL with the Niners. Too, yeah, sure. yeah,
0: yeah. And the bus wasn't too bad either.
2: <laughs> you played against <laughs> the bus? Yeah. Oh, geez. He was fullback, so, and
0: when Ricky and Ricky That's Waters was the here.
2: halfback. The bus. That's Now that's a freak of nature, right? The, like Travis Henry. The right? things he could do. Right. Yeah. Yep. Or not Travis. Colorado.
1: Henry. That was so. Is cool. that the running back from Tennessee? Oh
2: no, no, no. Uh, Derek, Henry. Derek. Yeah, Derek Henry. Yep. Derek. Henry. Oh, Derek. I mean, Jesus. Henry, oh, like yeah. an Earl
0: Campbell-ish.
2: Absolutely. <laughs> hey, who? would your pop say is the toughest guy you played against? Jim Brown. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And he only.
0: I think he only faced him once, hmm. and that was in the in the All Star game. I guess the college all-star game they used to have
2: the college all-star
0: game play the, the playoff winner or something of the NFL. Right. So it'd be like, you know, it's like, can the was best that USC Field? team that beat Matt was that, the Bear, you know, like the last place mm-hmm. team in the NFL. Everybody always asks that. Mm-hmm. Like could an Alabama beat a,
2: yeah, no uh, chance. <laughs> like just, yeah. Right, you think, No chance. You think? Boy, I, I, and when people say that, you know, when you see one of these great Alabama teams, you're like, "Oh yeah, they're, they're so good, they could beat the worst team in the NFL." No, they can't. <laughs> no, they can't. It wouldn't even be close. <laughs> no, it, it'd be like would. think about getting college basketball players playing against NBA players. Just wouldn't. Okay. just yeah. it's a man among boys, and you got maybe a handful of guys going to the NFL from a college team, right? In football, sure. In mm-hmm. basketball, you got maybe one. Maybe two.
0: Right.
2: And there's just no, no possible way. But be, people love It's like, it's like the, hey, how much money would it take for you to get in the ring with Mike Tyson? Remember that talk? Right. When we yeah. were young. Yeah. That's what it is with that to me. It's like, uh, come on, D- don't be ridiculous. <laughs> What
0: was yeah. your number
2: <laughs> for Tyson? Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> I always said, yeah, I would I'm do. It. I, it. I would do it for ten million, 000. and I would just run around. I would just run around the <laughs> ring. You know, I mean, look at Peter McNeely. He only took like one shot to the chin, and then he was done. Remember that?
1: The Peter McNeely the interview before the game when he when he said when he gave the poem, it was just
2: terrible. Oh, I don't remember that. I'll send it to you. I'll try and send it. It's ridiculous. I remember he came out all jacked up. I just saw the clip again. He comes out all jacked up, and he's, he's trying to throw a couple punches to Tyson. Tyson hits him like one time, and he goes down. And it's like he crumbles. Yeah, yeah. His
1: knees, his knees lock out after one yeah, body blow.
2: Yeah, he took the cash, and that was it. And then, and then he did a, then he did a commercial. I remember for Pizza Hut. Do you remember the commercial
1: when he knocks himself yes. out? Fries?
2: Yes. It, what, a, what a genius marketing campaign that was. It was like the stuffed crust pizza and he flips it around to eat the stuffed crust and he knocks himself out. That's the commercial. But, you know, we we actually had Tyson in our studio three times. He, you know, he does that one man show, which is actually really good. Yeah. He I he, heard
1: it was good, but I haven't seen any of it.
2: Yeah, it's really good. It's um, I can't remember what it's called. Oh, the Undisputed Truth. He tells his whole life story on stage with pictures and, wow. you know, he's got great stories and, and he's the kind of guy that you can really ask him anything and he will answer it. As long as you're yeah. respectful. There was sure. that one interview, you know, <laughs> didn't yeah. go well. But on our show, honestly, he was so kind and gentle and gentlemanly. And as soon as I met him, I said, hey, Mike, how you doing? I'm Ryan Cheverini, And he goes, "Cheverini." He's like, there's a fighter named Cheverini." So my uncle, oh, right. my yeah. uncle is Tony yeah. Cheverini, who fought Sugar Ray Leonard. I go, yeah, he that's fought awesome. Sugar Ray Leonard. He goes, yeah, he also fought and he named like two other fighters. Like, you know, Tyson Supposedly knows. Mike's
1: like a huge historian yep. back in to Jack Johnson days. Like, you know, like all the old, almost not bare knuckle, but still. Those <laughs>
2: fighters yeah. And well, and that's because Customato had him watching all sure. those tapes and studying fighters. And so Tyson's like boxing IQ is incredibly high. Mm-hmm. But he was just super, super cool. Every time he would come on, he would ask me about Tony. Hey, how's Tony's doing? And I'm not close with Tony, but he, it is cool to look on YouTube. There is the fight, and Howard Cosell is calling the fight at Caesar's Palace, 1979. Tony Shaverini goes five rounds with with Sugar Ray, who was obviously in his prime and one of the greatest fighters ever. That
1: was the prime of his career, yeah.
2: That was it, yeah. 79, he was right there at the the greatest, you know. And I think I think Tony might have been like. Uh, number five ranked contender or something. He he went f- five rounds and then he his corner was like, "No, nah, he's not coming out in this round." <laughs> Ding, we're done. Yeah, we're done. But hey, that's go five rounds with Sugar Ray in his prime. Sure. Not bad. I was just that's watching the Rocky marathon yesterday. So. <laughs> what, what, you? What's your best What's uh, your favorite Rocky? I like the
0: ones with the dog. You know, Butkus was the dog name, if you remember. I don't remember that. Yeah, but because yeah, the dog, the dog yeah. that he gets,
2: no way. Yeah, oh, I love that. Yep. Now Rocky Four, that's the one for me. That's my yeah. favorite. Yeah, Rocky my favorite. I like three, too,
0: with the switch, Clubber the Lang snow, and the
1: Montage. Clubber montage was good. Snow. Clubber
2: was a good yeah. bad guy. You know what, Mister T? You know how he got that part? Mister T, who's a Chicago guy.
0: Right. That's I thought right. I was. Yeah. Remember the old. um. Was it the tough man competitions? Yes. So it was, where it, like you yes. go through the maze and you ring the bell yes. and cause he was He was a was, bouncer. He was a bouncer.
2: So it was a show, some kind of show about like world's toughest bouncers. Right. Mr. T is on the show. He's not famous. He's just a bouncer. He was working in Chicago downtown. He had the Mohawk then? He had the Mohawk mm-hmm. and he yeah. had a, all that stuff. I don't think he had all the gold oh. chains then. <laughs> Right. So I guess Stallone, as it goes, was watching uh, this show in his hotel room and he sees this guy and he's like, oh, my God, we, we got to get this guy Let's to cast him. Yeah, to, Club, Clubber Lang. Yep. Cast awesome. him in Rocky three. And Mr. T stole the show in that movie. Yeah, I mean, he was so good. He was like a natural, you know. Oh, yeah. And you talk about a nice guy, one of the nicest guys yeah. you will ever meet. He's still around. Yeah. He would come to our show and take pictures with the audience for two hours after the show was over. Take pictures. He wow. had little keychains. When you hit a button, it goes, I pity the fool. fool. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, how did it go? Yeah, I pity the fool. Okay. <laughs> he, that is, that he was, was a guy that loved being a celebrity. Sure. You know, and he embraced yep. it. It was cool. I got to see if Lance Lynn knows him. Right. <laughs> Who
0: would you say was your. Well, you can't say mm. it's your least favorite. Yeah, I've, I've
2: been I've been uh, I've been instructed by some PR people not to not to repeat it anymore because I have said it. He is a Chicago actor. Uh Oh, let's just say if you've if you've seen Entourage, you might know what I'm talking about. That's Uh-oh. all I'm going to say. Yeah, he's exactly like he is on entourage. OK, okay that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> all
1: right. That's funny.
2: Yeah, it was so. a rough one. It was a rough one. And it's tough when you when you meet somebody or you expect them to be a certain way and then they're not. I remember right. I remember meeting Jerry Rice and Jerry was very nice, but just didn't really like, wasn't that engaging when I was like, you were my hero when I was growing up. He right. was like, oh, yeah, I would probably hear this three times a week. You
0: want him to act like you're you're thinking of when you're a
2: kid. Yeah. yeah. But that, that's the thing. They say don't meet your heroes, right? Cause that's it. Have you met your dad? How was that? That was pretty good. <laughs> I met him off the field too a few times. So oh boy, I've
0: I've seen that scowl under the face mask a few times at home.
2: Yeah, well, yeah, growing Not too many though. No,
0: because after after one or two, it's, you stop doing that, what you're doing.
2: That's it. That's it. Or you don't
0: get caught as much.
2: <laughs> that's it. Right. What do you like to do
0: outside of like what are your hobbies? You like to music,
2: cook? music. Yep. You know music. You yep. you saw, right? Yep. Uh, yeah, I, I like to, uh, you know. And where did you pick that up? Because my like... dad has made his living as a singer for 50-plus years. Wow. So my dad had a band called The Lively Ones in the 60s that opened for Sonny and Sharon the Beach Boys. Nice. And oh, cool. so they and Dick Dale and all that surf music when it really hit. The Ventures. Yeah, The Ventures, yeah. So <laughs> the song that my dad has on Pulp Fiction, The Ventures, wrote, Right. it's called uh, Surf Rider. And my my dad's band re-recorded it. The Ventures had it, but it wasn't a big hit. My dad's band, The Lively Ones, recorded it. It goes to like 15 on the charts in the 60s. And so they had some fame, a little bit of fame. And then 30 years later, Quentin Tarantino was looking for music for Pulp Fiction. And, you know, he like literally gets his record collection. Sure. And he sifts through it and he picks every single song on his album. That's what Tarantino is known for. So picked my dad's song. So he got a platinum album literally 30 years after a song that they had released, which is pretty cool. But yeah, he's the true musician and talent in the family. I'm just like a bar hack, you know,
0: (laughs) but it's fun. (laughs) So you picked up a guitar and just self-taught or what?
2: Pretty much. I mean, my dad bought me guitars when I was a kid, but you know, I mean, you probably know how it is when your dad's trying to teach you something (laughs) and he's the best at it and you're not, it's, <laughs> it's hard when you're to have patience. And my dad's like this old school Italian dad. He's like, hey, right. No, come on. You just play the chords like this. You know, this is all you got to do. And, and I was like so intimidated and fro- I'm scared, like trying to play sure. the ukulele. So right. I would, I put it down all the time. I just would put it down. And I finally, one night, I'm like 24 years old and uh, I'm at home and an infomercial comes on to buy this guitar for like 200 bucks. It's this guy named Esteban. And he's an amazing, like flamenco player, and incredible. I bought the DVD, and I never put the guitar down after that. I nice. got on YouTube. I was living in Colorado at the time, so my dad really couldn't, you know, teach me too much, <laughs> and and that's how I learned. Nice. YouTube and Esteban. That's all. Yeah, <laughs> you learn everything. I need to. Oh, you really days. can. You can how learn to anything. Do this, How to do that? No doubt.
1: So, I mean, you're incredibly busy, Ryan. What do you do to stay focused? I mean, you're doing so much. Like, what do you try and just, is there anything that you well, try and keep day to day?
2: My, one of my favorite things to do is just to veg out and watch some Netflix at night. I mean, if I can do that and get my peace of mind, you know, cause I was just thinking this past week has been so crazy. I need to just find a good show yep. and just veg out. But the, but the music thing really is like, uh cathartic, it's therapeutic, I think you know to have that escape. I think everybody needs like that hobby so, i don't I don't golf, so like the music thing is my is really my my haven I think
0: I did a few music things this past weekend,
2: yeah, Joe Perry, yeah, how Chief was he? Trick?
1: Hey, Aerosmith. They were.
2: oh he was
0: great, he was great, and he does it right where you obviously, I don't know his original songs from the Joe Perry project, but he'll do it. His, and then Aerosmith, his. That's cool. Aerosmith, so you're, you're engaged through the whole show. Yeah, those The rockers, cheap trick man. was, I've seen them before, but it's all like, depends how whatever you like. You know, do you start with one? Everybody knows. It usually, you end with it because right. you need everybody to stay de- there. Depends how many hits you have. Right, of course. <laughs> like, right. So, the Rolling Stones, it's the Rolling Stones, but it was... It was slow in the beginning with Cheap Trick yeah. even I, did, I didn't know, like, the first five songs. Then they started getting ripping, you yeah. know, because I, I knew it. So it was it was a fun show. They've definitely been around.
2: Yeah, they've been around. <laughs> I saw I saw Rick Springfield at Joe's on <laughs> Weed Street, and, you know, he doesn't really have that many hits. So everybody's, <laughs> like, chanting, Jesse's girl, Jesse. So he would <laughs> play, like, a little riff, like, dun, 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 dun. okay, not yet, guys not yet. Oh, that's funny. then he would do another <laughs> one and then people would be chanting it and he'd be he'd just tease you until he'd finally closed with Jesse's girl cuz he didn't or, have all right. shit
0: or you can open and close with it that's what i think i've heard I that think before you, i I've absolutely heard that you
1: really i've heard, I've, yep. I've heard bands do that we had a uh, venue in the woodlands called Cynthia Woods Mitchell Pavilion anyway all these local bands would go there and like i think it was like blink-182 was there and i they didn't do it but there was another band who was like I don't remember. But anyway, yeah, I've heard it before.
2: Too. I've yeah. never seen a band do that, but I would yeah. not be against it. If it's their biggest hit, And then And then there was
0: once one I went and saw at some theater where it was all the one-hit wonders was the show, and they would just, you'd do the one-hit wonders as the concert. That's amazing. So it was all the one or two songs from each of the bands that had one hit.
2: That's perfect. <laughs> That is so actually it was, perfect. It was
0: actually awesome. I had a great time.
2: Oh, I love that. Yep. Now, I don't like when you go to a concert and they play a different set every night. That's what Dave Matthews does. Yep. Different set every night. like, yeah. I'm only going one night. Play the right. hits. Well, yeah. that's what the new
0: Metallica is promoting, that they're two night. That's the first night's not going to be like the second night.
2: Yeah, I don't like then that. Then you got it well. I
0: mean, you, you got to play the big I mean, hits. Then you got to
2: buy two tickets. I mean, they're not <laughs> yeah. dumb. Well, exactly. They're doing that on purpose. <laughs> But come on. and how, the, yeah, how could you not play, like, Enter yeah, Sandman nice. or
0: One or, or, yeah. One or Seeking, what, yeah. I used to listen to that. I
2: used to go into football games. When we, back when we had the Disc man. remember? Oh, yeah. <laughs> we had the Disc man, and you had your, yep. your headphones and I would be listening to that Metallica yeah, a Song. And you had yeah, the just man. I had, had the walk dad came man. The yep.
1: Metallica shirt in the tape, and he said, "One of my players just gave me this and told me that you'd like it." And I was like, "I don't like it.
2: I love it. <laughs> yep.
0: I do like Metallica. Oh yeah." So That's you like great, man, you yeah. like all kinds of music, then, right? Everything, country, obviously. Yeah,
2: everything. I mean, if it's got a good good hook, yep. good beat, it doesn't matter what genre it is. I like everything. I think I when people go, "Oh, I hate this kind of music," or "I hate country," I'm like, "Dude, come on." Let's go. How, how, how can you hate country? Like, I mean, there's country is rock and roll now. Right. I mean, right. Jason Aldean and Kenny Chesney. That's that's not like your old Hank Williams that Jr. That was my stuff. first
0: concert over here at Soldier Field was Kenny Chesney. Yeah. Like last year, or the year before.
2: Yeah. It's good, feel good summer music, you yep. know? Makes you want to crack a beer yep. open and get some sunshine and sit by the yep. water. That's good. <laughs> good feeling, man. I'll take and that And there's every day. a lot of nice I'll people take at I'll the take concert too. <laughs> yeah, I would too. Hey, good music is good music. There was like five bands
0: there, so it was a nice long day of watching bands.
2: Yeah, I'm watching. <laughs> watching. <laughs> right. So cool. What about at, do you have charities? I know
0: you help and deal with. Yeah, Maybe I know that you're big. Them, yeah. I know
2: you're a big charitable guy too. Yeah, I do a, a lot for the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Unfortunately, I lost my brother to suicide, and uh, it took me a long time to even open up about that and share that pain. I mean, it's like the worst thing a family can go through. Sure. So that's a, that's a foundation that's near and dear to my heart. I've done a lot of um, speaking engagements for them and they do this thing called the out of the darkness walk where literally 5,000 people are at um, Grant Park. And it's just amazing to look around and go, man, every single person here has lost somebody lost a family member and so it's a great organization that's um that's a big one for me i try to do as much as i can to for anything that gives back to cancer because sadly i lost my mom (laughs) that way it's like it's it's amazing how when you're affected by something it, it really is kind of therapeutic if you can help others you know and for cancer research we just did a an event for the wisher foundation which is an amazing cancer research foundation and they do so much good around chicago so i'm quick to jump on board if it's if i know it's a good charity and i know that they're giving back and i know that's a big thing for you yeah we did
0: a mental health suicide prevention watch party that's right last year and had a good turnout and
2: yeah and I think it, the stigma and all of that is kind of changing right it's like it, it's just we nobody talked about it before sure. you know you never saw PSAs that said hey it's okay not to feel okay now you right. see that, and it's a yeah. it's a good thing that we're finally getting there as a society. It you know? seems like that is
0: coming out more. The mental health's a yeah. big one, and sure.
2: you see a lot of athletes talking about sure. mental health. Kevin Love really like opened up about his mental health issues. Um, Giannis just opened up about his. I mean, so it's right. there's definitely there's yeah. there's a lot to be learned. But I think the fact that when you have people brave enough to talk about it, like some of these star athletes sure. or celebrities, I think it really will help. I think when Robin Williams took his own life. It right? really was eye opening for a lot of people that, like, wow, this guy had it all, had and he still yeah, wasn't happy, happy. You know, and uh, we had Anthony Bourdain on my show, mm-hmm. and really? you would—I just would have never thought that that was going to happen with him. He was—he was so excited about his show. He was traveling the world. That was a life, you know, for a chef. Yep. But yeah, but you just don't know what people are battling on the inside. So, you know, check on your friends. That's uh, that's important. That's it. You know. Yeah.
0: All right, buddy. Well, thanks for coming on. Hey, I really appreciate I'm it, sure guys. i sure we'll be. I'll be seeing you all again. Right. Now, man, we
2: we'll see you at some we'll see you at some rock shows very soon. Just, man. all right, definitely. Matt. Thank you, guys. Awesome. You got it.
1: All righty. Thank you to Ryan Chiverini for joining the show today. Thank you to my co-host Matt Budkus. Follow us on our social channels listed in the show description. The for updates on this podcast. If you're interested in purchasing number 51 merchandise, please go to dickbutkus.com. Be sure to follow this podcast on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode. This episode is brought to you by AmericanEagle.com Studios. I'm Matt Amendola, and we'll catch you on the next one.
0: Americaneagle.com has over 2 decades of experience designing websites that produce results. Their clients have come to rely on them for a full line of website services from design and development to digital marketing, hosting, and support. Americaneagle.com is the technology partner you need if you're looking for online success. They work with clients in nearly every industry. They also are the official website and digital marketing provider for the Buckets Award and Butkus Foundation websites, and we proudly recommend the team at AmericanEagle.com. Give AmericanEagle.com a call today, 1-877-WEB-NOW-1. That's AmericanEagle.com, 1-877-W-E-B-N-O-W-1.